You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Happy weekend to our listeners, but do stay safe to our NCR and South Luzon BPI traders. Sa mga nasa Visayas din, also stay safe from the continuous rains, which has already caused flooding in various areas. Rico here from BPI Trade for our Market on Close episode for the 38th trading week of the year. So the PSEI, or the main index, managed to recover from sharp losses during the middle of the week to close at 6,142, which is higher by 27 basis points week on week. For the year though, the index is still down by 6.45% from 2022's close of 6,566. Foreign portfolios continue to be net sellers as the streak is now at 24 straight trading days of net foreign outflow with the total for the week amounting to 2.66 billion pesos. Year-to-date, net outflow now stands at over 31 billion. Total value turnover was at 22.89 billion pesos, bringing daily average to 4.58 billion a day. If we exclude block sales though that amounted to 1.89 billion, the average drops to 4.20 billion a day. Sub-indices were split 3 to 3 between gainers and losers, with those in the green were the property, industrial, and financial sectors, while in the red were the mining and oil, holding firms, and services indices. The broader all shares index also slipped for the week, down by one tenth of a percent. In the United States, the US Fed decided to hold interest rates steady between 5.25% to 5.5%, but also indicated that it still expects one more hike before the end of the year and fewer cuts than previously anticipated. The Fed also revised up its economic growth expectations for the year to 2.1%, which is more than double the June estimate and is an indication that the FOMC does not anticipate a recession anytime soon. In the United Kingdom, the Bank of England ended its run of 14 straight interest rate hikes which started in December 2021. The central bank maintained its 5.25% rate set in August this year after the Monetary Policy Committee voted 5-4 in favor of a pause. In a statement, the bank said that there are increasing signs of some impact of tighter monetary policy on the labor market and on momentum in the real economy more generally. Here in the Philippines, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas or the BSP also kept interest rates for the fourth straight meeting at six and a quarter of a percent, but indicated that it might resume tightening at its next meeting if inflation pressures persist. BSP Governor Remolona said that the Monetary Board deemed it appropriate to maintain its pause amid the emerging upside risks to the inflation outlook. He said that a rate hike is on the table in November, but how big it will be will depend on data. The Asian Development Bank, or the ADB, cut its GDP growth forecast for the Philippines this year to 5.7% from the initial 6% announced in April. 
This is below the government's 6-7% target for the year and the 7.6% expansion recorded in 2022. The ADB downgraded the forecast mainly due to weakening domestic demand after the country saw pent-up demand last year and election spending. This is still the second-fastest forecast among ASEAN countries, just after the 5.8% forecast for Vietnam. The country's balance of payment position was still in a deficit for the fifth straight month in August but saw it narrow from a year ago to $57 million, lower by 90% year-on-year. On a month-on-month basis, this is 7.5% higher than the $53 million deficit recorded in July. The BOP deficit reflected net outflows from the government's payments of its foreign debt obligations. Gross borrowings by the government in July dropped by 25% year-on-year to 131.94 billion pesos, according to the Bureau of Treasury. Domestic debt accounted for 84% of total gross borrowings, which dropped by over 20% from the over 166 billion recorded in June. On to corporate news, energy firm Aboitis Power said that its buyback program aims to create further shareholder value as it was initiated as an opportunity to repurchase shares, as AP believes that the current share price range does not reflect the intrinsic value of the company and its future business prospects. Aboitis had purchased over 11.4 million shares through its buyback program amounting to 353.8 million pesos. The buyback has reduced its public ownership level below the minimum float required by the PSE to remain on the main index. Listed renewable energy firm ASEN is looking to raise 5.5 billion pesos through a loan with the Asian Development Bank to develop solar projects in the country. According to documents from the ADB, ASEN is also seeking a partial credit guarantee of 1.1 billion pesos. The proposal is up for approval on October 20, but the ADB said that ASEN's proposal is consistent with its strategy of promoting private sector participation in infrastructure to corporate financing and expanding support for renewable energy. Also from the Ayala Group, REIT Vehicle A REIT secured SEC approval for the property for share swap with Ayala Land, Ayala Land Malls, and North Beacon Commercial. The SEC approved the move involving the subscription of the three companies to 607.56 million ARIT shares in exchange for four office buildings and two regional flagship malls. ARIT said that the new assets are expected to contribute to earnings of the company beginning in the third quarter of 2023. Vismin-based property developer Cebu Land Masters and NTTUD Asia will create a new joint venture to develop premium-grade residential towers in Cebu City. Cebu Land Masters disclosed that both companies are now preparing formal notifications to the Philippine Competition Commission and intend to name the new JV company as CLI NUD Ventures. Listed food manufacturer Century Pacific Food, or CNPF, said that its unmeat brand is now available in Australia via supermarket chain Woolworth which is Australia's largest supermarket chain with 960 stores. CNPF said that plant-based food consumption in Australia is increasing 
with 1 in 3 Australians consciously reducing meat consumption. Energy firm Citicorp Renewable Energy Corporation is targeting to conduct an IPO next year, according to its president and CEO, Oliver Tan. The company looks to file the registration statement within the year and if market conditions are conducive, to hold the listing in 2024. Citicorp currently has an installed capacity of 284 megawatts and is planning to roll out a total of 1,000 megawatts of new solar projects that will come online before the end of next year. Tan also said that Citicorp is aiming to develop its RE portfolio to expand its market reach and to help the government achieve its renewable energy target. Conglomerate GD Capital disclosed that they will redeem their Series A perpetual preferred shares on October 27 and is in accordance with the terms and conditions of the final prospectus in October 2016. The company said that the proceeds from the redemption of the Series A perpetual preferred shares will be paid starting on the redemption date October 27. Listed port operator ICTSI expects to complete the expansion of its port in Melbourne, Australia within this year after the arrival of its two new cranes from China. The cranes are part of its $235 million Australian dollar expansion investment that will boost its capacity by up to 1.25 million 20-foot equivalent units. To date, ICTSI has invested about $1 billion Australian dollars in its Melbourne operations. Also from the Razon Group, water concessionaire Manila Water, or MWC, said it is investing 1.15 trillion pesos between this year and 2047. This commitment comes as MWC is seeking approval for the extension of its revised concession agreement, or RCA, with the Metropolitan Waterworks and Sewerage System, or MWSS. MWC had applied for an RCA extension on August 25, where it seeks to extend the expiration of the RCA from July 2037 to July 2047 to coincide with its 25-year legislative franchise. Metro Pacific Investments Chairman, President, and CEO Manuel B. Pangilinan said that after they delist MPI, the company plans to list its major subsidiaries such as the Tollways Unit and Maynilad Water. MPI also has business interests in power, rail, healthcare, logistics, and agribusiness. Felix Mining is planning to expand into nickel mining to meet the increasing demand due to the rise in the demand for electric vehicles. Chairman MVP said that they are currently prospecting for nickel resources and believes that the country should be a major nickel supplier to the world. Felix is currently conducting exploratory studies with a site in Zambales. Listed lender Union Bank of the Philippines secured BSP approval to operate as a virtual asset service provider or VASP, allowing new BP clients to buy and sell Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies through its mobile app. The Aboitis-led bank said that the new feature will be gradually introduced next quarter and will make UBP the first and only universal bank to offer this service. Following recent developments in certain constituents of the PSEI, the Philippine Stock Exchange announced changes to the main index, effective Tuesday, September 26. Joining the main index is Bloomberry Resorts and Century Pacific Food. 
they will be taking the slots of Metro Pacific Investments, which is up for delisting, and Aboitis Power, which is now below the minimum public float required after its buyback program. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Monday, September 25, we have cash dividend X dates for Megawide Construction's preferred Series 5 shares and the release of Singapore's inflation rate for August. On September 26, Tuesday, we have the release of the Philippine budget balance for August and the U.S. new home sales for August. Nothing on Wednesday, but on Thursday, September 28, we have dividend X dates for Century Properties Group Common Shares, Double Dragon Corporation Preferred Shares, and Lopez Holdings Common Shares. We also have the release of the U.S. GDP growth rate for the second quarter and the U.S. initial jobless claims. On Friday, September 29, we have the release of the European Area Inflation Rate for September, Tokyo CPI for September, Philippine PPI for August, and the U.S. Personal Spending and Income for August. That's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.